You're listening to Like Nobody's Business, and I'm your host, Emily Castle. My clients call me a business strategist and leadership coach, but I'm also a published author, podcast host, and the founder of Woman Up. Since 2014, I've been helping women launch, scale, and lead sustainable, mission-driven businesses with intentional strategies that support the entire ecosystem of their work and life to thrive and regenerate again and again for the long haul while creating a category of one in their industries, innovating with purpose, and doing work that's deeply fulfilling. If you're a woman devoted to doing things differently, being disruptive in service of your mission, and you're ready to learn, grow, collaborate, cross-pollinate ideas, and work smarter alongside other women, founders, trailblazers, entrepreneurs, and business owners, you're in the right place. Welcome to the show, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest. I feel like I know her already, which is only a little bit creepy because she doesn't really know anything about me. <laughs> well, maybe some things, but not not nearly as much as I know about her because I've been binge listening to her podcast and learning so much from her. And now we have the opportunity to connect on the podcast, and I can't wait for you to meet her too. She is the founder of Enneagram and Marriage. Her name is Krista Harden, and she's the host of the Enneagram and Marriage podcast, which has had over 1 million plus downloads, which is just like such an achievement and such a big thing. I'm so excited about that, that more people are listening and it's not just me (laughs) getting all that value. And she's also an author of the forthcoming book, The Enneagram in Marriage, which is available for pre-order as of the day that this comes out, I think. Um, And the book officially launches October 3rd. So make sure that you pre-order. We'll put the link to that in the show notes for you. Welcome to the show, Krista. I'm so excited to have you. I am so excited to be here. Thank you, Emily, for that amazing intro. You are so sweet. I have loved getting to know you a little bit already, and I can't wait to hear more about you today, too. So thank you. (laughs) Yes, thank you. I'm so excited to have the opportunity to chat with you because you are a fellow Enneagram 7, which is just so wonderful to listen to someone who is also a seven on a podcast about the Enneagram. It's like a very special little dynamic. Um, And I have just learned, I think I first discovered Enneagram in Marriage, the podcast, searching like on Spotify for more information about my Enneagram type and relationships. Like maybe I searched something because I know that my partner Jeff is a nine. So maybe I searched something around like, relationship Enneagram seven and nine or something. And I found your show. And then I proceeded to like binge listen to absolutely everything that was relevant to my type and also his type and all the things. And it has been such a wealth of knowledge. I've been like sending things to friends. I'm like, you have to listen to this. And my primary, like first question for you, because I've said this to so many people now and for Jeff and I, in our relationship, it's been, we've had like some challenging seasons and nothing has made more sense or been so clarifying or so accurate as the Enneagram. And I would just like to hear from you, like, why is it so accurate? Because it's, it's kind of wild like how, <laughs> how on point it is. 
Oh my gosh. That's a fantastic question. And I don't think anyone's ever asked that one. So interesting (laughs) and exciting, like to know that we have a great tool like this. And for your listeners who maybe don't use it as much, like hopefully and feeling intrigued, but I think it's so helpful because it's been looked at for so long. And I don't think even all of our like MMPI and psychological tests have had generations looking. This test was based off of the seven deadly sins in the ancient desert father and mother kind of world. Uh, You can look back to sacred geometry and see some elements there of people trying to uh, like you know, create a map of personalities and then differentiate. So I think it's just an old tool that continues to get refined. And it's so fun to be Mm -hmm. using it amongst all of you, uh, us modern people who are, we're even changing it and making it more nuanced. So it's fun to see, like, just as technology has increased, so has this tool gotten more and more finely tuned to where now, like you said, it's like somebody's reading your soul, isn't it? It's wild. It's truly so wild, especially in like interpersonal dynamics and relationships and specifically in romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think as a person who's engaged currently and has been in many relationships, I think it's, it's such a difficult thing. I think for me, I don't know if it's because of many different factors, I'm sure. But for me, relationships have always felt like the hard thing. Like business, got it. Other things, education, got it. Like health stuff, good. Like relationships have really been for me, and I've shared this before on the podcast, I think, have really been the thing that is just like the Achilles heel for me Mm -hmm. and has really been so challenging to like understand and navigate and understand my role in dynamics. And um, so finding the Enneagram and specifically in the context of relationships, the way that you share it has been so incredibly helpful in Mm -hmm. understanding my part in things and like how, and my unique perspectives or the ways that I can find myself stumbling And then also understanding the other person's point of view much better, which can be really challenging for me too, I think as like an assertive independent type. Um, So I would love for you to share a little bit about like why Enneagram and why, like what's your background? How did you come to this? How did you discover the Enneagram and, and how did you kind of overlay that in the context of your role as a therapist or how you would define your, your title at the time that you introduced Enneagram in, but I would love to hear your path. Yeah. Wow. That's a great reminder to me and everybody listening. Like when we are killing it in other areas of life, but not relationship, like we need to lean in. And I love that you have that humility to say so much comes easy to you, but, um, but I am right there with you that This is a piece that didn't always come easily to me. And I actually thought it did a bit arrogantly. And I talk about this in my book, actually, that I was just that young 20 something therapist who was like, I've got it all. I have the training. I know what I'm doing. I've been given the accolades and the grades and the con, you know, the, the congrats from different professors or, uh, intern, uh, supervisors. And so in my own marriage, I brought that arrogance in and my husband brought his own, he's a type 
type one uh, and you heard I'm a seven. So he brought in this arrogance as like a ones, eights and nines are body types. So he brought in this arrogance of I'm right. And then I already had this kind of overlay from being a therapist to think that I was right, especially because I was a marriage therapist. So we did okay. Like we swam and you guys who are listening who have like quite a bit of marriage stress get that. Like you can still swim. You can still basically like wade or doggy paddle, but we were doing Mm -hmm. that for a lot of years. We were taking our date nights. We were having a lot of fun serving the world together, but, but there was always this missing piece. And so, um, during one of my chats with a friend, a fellow therapist, it was like 10 years after starting our work together, um, you know, as a couple and also as therapists, maybe even 12 years, she told me, about the Enneagram. Now she's a type four, somebody who takes their time. And she's like, have you heard of it? And I was like, absolutely. I took a test online. It said it was a type seven. It didn't offer me much. And as somebody who is practicing as a master's level psychologist, I didn't think it was credible. And so I didn't give it a second look. And she said, it's a really deep tool. Like we said earlier today, and she said, give it a second look. I really think you're going to like it for couples. Cause she knew that was my passion. So lo and behold, I see what you said, which was seeing my own weaknesses finally laid bare in front of me, things that I had been prideful about before. And then Wes, my husband did the same thing as he learned his type And he actually had like a visceral physical response and he like pushed the computer away when he discovered he was a one and he just felt so icky. And so did I, but then we were really humble finally. And we were like, oh, like, I guess I'm not always super easy to love. And so Mm -hmm. that was just the beginning where we realized there's something called the fundamental attribution error that we tend to think about ourselves with heightened um, kind of kudos. And then our partners with, um, you know, just a little bit, we're we're a little harder on them, let's be honest. Um, So (laughs) it's fun to to see that we're both humble, but like we're both coming out of that space as like, let's learn, let's love, and let's be thankful for what we already have versus keep looking for what we don't have, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That's so true. And I know for me, potentially as a seven, right. In the idealist Mm -hmm. (laughs) group that for me in relationships, one of the things that would often come up again was maybe this isn't what I want. Like maybe I should find someone like this or who's different or who is more like me in these ways or whatever. And I think one of the most like uh, transformational parts of learning the Enneagram and learning it with Jeff, well, with him, like doing this work together, because I was aware of it for a long time and he's pretty new to this realm, but he's he finds it really helpful and accurate and it's created this like shared language for us. But I think it's been so helpful for me to be doing this work with him and understanding that everybody's got both like great qualities and really challenging qualities that can also have really great sides to them. And that each couple, I love you have on your website, if anybody's interested in this, um, glow guides for each couple type. So like a seven and a nine or a three and a one or whatever types you might be in your relationships. And I remember I like binged 
a bunch of episodes of your podcast. And then you had talked about the glow guide and I was like, oh my gosh, I need that. So I went and I downloaded it. And then I was like, okay, Jeff, here's this. We're going to sit down and do this together and go through it and read it out loud. And it was like such a powerful, important, just like language of understanding where we're each coming from. And I just haven't found that in anything else or really anywhere else, which is why like, I'm just so grateful to you for doing this work, for creating this business, for getting it out there on the podcast and all the things. And it really has been so great. And I think I've shared this on social, but Jeff and I started working with one of your, the coaches on your team, Jen, who's fantastic. As soon as I met with her, cause we had gone to like therapy before for relationship stuff and it wasn't really getting us anywhere and actually it felt like it was making things worse like we were digging up old fights and I'm like this is not what I thought this was gonna be I don't I walked out feeling less hopeful than more hopeful which was really challenging when we were already in a place that was challenging and and then (laughs) we started working with Jen in our first session and I was like whoa Oh, I, we both just felt so good and hopeful again after walking out of that first session. And I was like, her pace was like incredible. Like we covered so much in one hour, well, less than a little less than one hour. And I just felt like so (laughs) held and guided. It was awesome. So I just want to share that as like a little thank you and testimonial for anybody who's like looking for support for your relationship, because this, like we were in a really tough spot. We were pretty sure we might end things. And, um, this really like has changed so much for us. So thank you for that. Oh my gosh. That is just exactly why I am so glad that I went into this field when I mm-hmm. was kind of tempted to not be in it. And I'm so glad that I reached out for team members and trained mm-hmm. them. And of course, let's honor Jen that these people mm-hmm. have gifts of their own that I don't have. She's a type one and she's got the doing gift and she can get people moving in her unique rhythms. So, oh, I'm so glad. And her husband's a three, as you know. And so um, that yep. just blesses your business so much. So I'm so glad mm-hmm. to just hear that you guys are shining your light bigger and brighter. Um, yay. I'm so glad. Yay. Thank you. Okay. So take us back to the beginning. When did you actually start Enneagram and marriage and how did you decide like this podcast has been so successful for you, like over 1 million downloads and growing (laughs) you're now, you now have a book deal. Like how did you make those key decisions in the beginning to like start this business? How did you know you wanted to go all in? And then how did you decide that like a podcast was the way you wanted to share information with people and walk me through, like, what's the story behind the business part? (laughs) Oh, sure. So much fun. Well, I think it truly goes back to, and I'm sure some of the listeners, everyone here is on, you know, entrepreneurial. And so, um, so, so fun that we all share that in common and you can see those threads even from like when you're a kid, I can literally look mm-hmm. back and remember me standing on um, my little Fisher Price firehouse and uh, on a podium and <laughs> speaking to all my animals <laughs> and dolls. So it started then and then like teenager years, like counseling friends and such and and my parents. And so um, I was always practicing on people. And then 
doing my work as a therapist and all of that, uh, you know, you already heard some of that story, but, um, I really started to learn that I was an independent type like you, um, in those earliest years of practicing, because I was offered an internship and then a job right where I was interning. And I remember thinking, this is a phenomenal place, but I can't be locked into somebody else's hours and structures already. I'm just sort of learning. And you had that same thing. Same thing. Like the, the internship that I had my final semester of college, they ended up hiring me and I was like, I'm excelling here, but there's only so, so much that I can do. Like I'm pretty much, there's no real upward mobility here. And like, this is fun for now, but I don't like somebody else telling me what to do, like where I'm supposed to be when, and not that I can't like follow rules because I can, um, but it just felt like a little bit too small or constrictive in a way. So same, like yeah. exactly the same as what you're saying, and which is wild. It is, <laughs> and you don't always expect that because you're, like you said, it's not that you have this history of being a rule breaker all the time. Like I know I did mm-hmm. very well in school and grad school and all these mm-hmm. things and managed everything. But then when it came down to like a life dream uh, or even practically speaking, how would could life look practically? It didn't look very good when I was looking at the cookie cutter types of jobs. So I landed Mm -hmm. a different job. And then as soon as I got to that company, which had about 15 therapists and a psychiatrist, I started to notice there's a part of me that has uh, my own sort of type one overlay, uh, the perfectionist. And I was like, this company isn't thriving. It could be thriving and it's not. And Mm -hmm. I started to ask if I could, as this new wet behind the ears intern, and I'm sort of embarrassed, not intern, but uh, it was called a temporary licensed therapist. I just started to go for it. Like, what could we do to make this place better? There's no systems here. So I started (laughs) to build systems at this. such a seven. (laughs) It's like truly such a seven thing. It's so funny. Like it really is like, what is that? Why do we do that? It's so wild. It's but like I know have... other sevens who are clients who do this, who have done the exact same thing and could tell this exact same story going into another job working for someone else and just wanting to like improve everything and be like, let me redecorate here. This could be so much better. Yes, it's that <laughs> idealist in us. So they yeah. loved that. They were like, oh yeah, like come do this. You're this young intern and um, like I said, just that whole <laughs> sense of that they were empowering. They let me have it. And, uh, we wrote up together. We got them accredited as a blue cross organization. And I was sort of the clinical director. And then I realized that I was taking on too much because at that point I've now added on a couple kids. My mom is sick and I'm like, my husband's in medical school as a second career choice. And I'm like, this is frying me. So I had an opportunity to do a different job back from college, took that for a while. That was more of an eight to five. And it sort of confirmed for me, I'm just going to do this to put Wes through school. This isn't it. And he knew that. So I did that job, pop back into coaching. And so if listeners are listening, sometimes I get it that you hop back into like an eight to five for a little while. Um, But we moved to Florida where we live now, just South of St. Pete, Tampa. And 
I opened up my own counseling business because I knew that I had all this training from these other places and that I had rode them to the top. I knew that I needed the flexible schedule and West did too. And now we had it added on our third child, a son. Um, and then shortly thereafter, I built a team and, uh, you know, people interestingly here when you're building something, if you're a community builder, like, oh, I heard of a woman who's starting a practice and I got involved in church and community uh, organizations like the Y and, and just met a lot of people socially. Um, and then after a little while, as you were saying, that's when I learned about the Enneagram. But even before the Enneagram, I was already thinking systematically with my clients. And I like to do a lot of different psychological batteries with couples. So I guess what I would just say to that is the Enneagram just simplified things. And then once I began, I kind of became known as that Enneagram girl in the community because I would help people with problems quickly. And they'd be like, oh my gosh, what's that test that changed my life? Or, you know, to that effect kind of conversations. So I started to not be able to see as many clients anymore because I started to like not be able to take more. I started to get so busy. And then I realized I'm going to start an Instagram so that I can start branching out a bit bigger because clearly there's a need for Enneagram. Clearly there's a lot of couples that are hurting and clearly me and my little branch of Tampa, Florida can't do very much just here. So it was mm -hmm. so fun to start Instagram. And from there, last but not least, uh, in terms of podcast, I realized that in order to market my services, I would need to have a voice out there, not just little squares, little cubes on Instagram. So <laughs> I started to share my voice and the rest is history. I just got to meet lots of people. Um, I've always been a writer. And so when I started to see how big Enneagram was and how the podcast was growing, I put out uh, for an agent and I got one right away and I got to uh, share that, hey, I'm writing an Enneagram book. I've got tons of materials, thousands of pages. How would you guys like to partner with me on making this into a book that we could just put in everybody's hands? Because as you know, Emily, um, I have a lot of materials. So it's very exciting to finally just have a book that people could mm -hmm. grab. Yeah, like one, oh, that's one thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, there it is. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, you're so sweet. So how long ago did you actually start? And do you still have the practice in Tampa too? Or everything is virtual now? We still have it. Yes, I, I have all my services set up virtually. I have I one know. client. She is so precious. She's a six and she's always waiting for me. So I'm like, in June, I will be coming to my office for just for you. Um, but I have my team and I have actually my team of four therapists and coaches besides myself. And Jen and I are virtual. I've trained a bunch of other EM coaches across the world, as you know. But um, my local team are myself and then three other ladies. And then we have uh, a type nine guy who's on our official board. He's really just a sweetie who's like, I want to be on the team and come to all the meetings, but I work somewhere else now. <laughs> so, but he's like, you know, doing full-time dad life and, and we're all working here part-time. Um, but a lot of my therapists that are local, they love the in-person. So I would mm -hmm. say half of our callers that we get say, can I get somebody in person? And then Jen and I will just set them up in person with Melissa or Lori or Glenda. So that's fun to have wow. um, our therapist therapists that are local too. Cool. So you've got like a hybrid model, which is yeah. kind of rare these days. I love yeah. that you're doing that. That's super cool. I didn't even know. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool to be in the community too. I love it. We, we really have felt called to that still. And I don't know if that'll always be the case, but it has been for over 10 years. We just celebrated our 10 years and we've done thousands of sessions. Wow. So we're very thankful. It's very tiny, but you guys know after many years, it really adds up. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Congratulations on 10 years. That's such a huge accomplishment. It really is. Sevens especially. Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm like, we haven't even gotten into the actual Enneagram stuff yet. I'm so excited. Um, okay. So we talked about so many different pieces. I want to make sure that we chat with people and give them a sense of for each Enneagram type in their business, like whichever Enneagram type that they are, they have something special within them Mm -hmm. that can support them to lead well and effectively in their businesses and in their lives. And this obviously kind of parlays into relationships as well. But I think, you know, we were chatting before we started recording and I think you have so much amazing wisdom and so many episodes and so many deep dives on your podcast. So when it comes to like actual Enneagram and marriage support and information, you guys go follow Enneagram and marriage and binge everything that you can. (laughs) So like life-changing. Um, but for the purpose of this podcast, because I know that everybody listening is a female entrepreneur and some at some stage in their business, I think it would be so fun for us to focus on leadership. So do you want me to just hand it over to you and you can kind of walk us through each type and what, what that looks like in leadership? Hey love, it's me, Emily. I'm interrupting this conversation to let you know about the Woman Up community membership because I'm absolutely obsessed with it and I'm pretty sure you will be too once you understand all that's available to you inside this membership. So inside our annual membership community for female founders devoted to doing things differently, we have a monthly schedule of virtual events exclusively for members, including a deep dive training on a relevant topic for your business and leadership development with me, a helpful tool or tutorial or template to help you streamline the backend systems in your business, a virtual members happy hour to gather socially with fellow disruptors from across the globe who you wouldn't meet otherwise, mini trainings from members on their areas of expertise so you can learn from each other, and so much more. We are constantly adding features and tweaking things to make sure that this is the best possible experience for you and responding to what our members need in order to create new features and opportunities to collaborate and connect with one another. Plus, if you live locally to Charleston or you'd like to come visit, members get first access to in-person meetups and special members-only events like our Intimate Disruptor Dinner series. We also have a super active and engaged community where questions are being answered, solutions are being generated, challenges are being solved, aha moments are taking place, ideas are coming into form, collaborations and referrals are happening, members are hiring each other, and opportunities are endless between you and other members in both business and beyond. Our streamlined all-in-one platform platform makes keeping up with the latest events and conversations and your requests for support so easy and fun to use. You can even download an app to use on your phone, or you can access via a desktop version. Um, It's really, really amazing. And this is a change that we've made in the start of 2023. So this is new and really exciting. 
You can even post in our new VA on demand space inside the membership to get access to hourly work from vetted professional, highly qualified virtual assistants who are ready and available to support you with getting items off of your to-do list, moving projects forward and staying on track in your business without having to go through the interview process to make a new hire or take on a recurring investment in your business to be able to hire a VA on a consistent ongoing basis, which is fantastic and something I've never seen done before, but we are pioneering it in partnership with one of our members who owns an amazing VA and OBM agency called Her. It's not uncommon for members to make back their investment almost immediately upon joining when they truly lean into all the support available inside this membership community. Whether you're looking for a referral or something for something in your business or you're excited to be more consistent in your action, or you're just looking to connect with a vibrant community of fellow multidimensional and dynamic leaders, this experience is for you no matter what season of business you may find yourself in. I've never personally identified as a membership person, but this virtual community is so much more than a typical membership program. It's really a space for innovation, inspiration, intuition, and intentionality to be amplified amongst the most amazing women I've known on the internet. I genuinely get so excited when I see messages come through in our circle community, even though I had no idea how to use this or (laughs) what platforms existed to create the experience that I envisioned and needed when I was in the earlier stages of my business and even now to connect with the right people and resources and tools that really help move things forward on a consistent basis. So if you haven't joined us yet, what are you waiting for? I promise you'll feel right at home, welcomed in with open arms, and really nourished by all the support available to you immediately upon joining us. And as a podcast listener, you're invited to join us inside the Women Up community and save an additional 15% off our annual membership. This is a big deal. When you enter the code podcast at checkout, you can head to womanup.co slash membership. We've also linked it in the show notes for you, wherever you're listening to this conversation to learn more and get all the details and see everything that I shared with you laid out visually. I can't wait to see you and support you inside our community so we can navigate the nuance of entrepreneurship and the inevitabilities of evolution with more ease together. Now back to the show. That sounds great. And ask questions as I go, because I love when you dig in a little or say like, Hey, you said this about that type, but what about this type? So yeah, let's do it. This sounds fun. I'm excited. Okay. I feel like I'm listening to like a live podcast with you (laughs) and I get to actually participate. This is so fun. (laughs) It is so fun. Yeah. I'm like, please share. I love it. You have so much to share and I love the work you're doing. I just feel such vibrancy and joy when I see the work you're doing out there and I'm just in awe. So I love your Instagram and your website and just, I know everyone listening is seriously blessed to have you. So let's talk about leadership though, because I know that uh, everyone wants to know what is my secret sauce. So Mm -hmm. I'm also going to share before I share that your secret sauce is about to be shared uh, is that you and your partner also have a secret sauce together. So that is very exciting. And as much as I said earlier, 
you want to make sure that you uh, don't aim too high, always being that idealist, looking for the gap instead of what you already have. Um, you also want to realize like you guys have something incredible and beautiful together. Um, but the cool thing is about being uh, a leader here is you have a lot, just you, like you already have a lot, you have a lot of potential and capacity for balance and you have the potential for learning about each of the types and how, as I'm sharing one through nine, I just want to remind your listeners to make sure they're thinking about how they can bring each of these types to their business in a bigger and better way so that they can serve their audience from their main type most of all, but even to give little threads of the other pieces. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do you want to share a little bit more about that? So everybody has a primary type and then you've got wings and then there are all these other things. Do you want to do a quick, like very quick little brief overview of how that works? Yes, absolutely. So everybody has a main Enneagram type, as Emily said, and you can find that out by just, I'll, I'll share briefly the core motivation of each type when we go through, but, but basically when one of the types lands for you, know that there are all kinds of relationships with the other types. Like I said, you could have pieces of maybe call yourself a two because the numbers are one through nine. Um, but maybe you're say, you say, I'm a two, but I see some three in me or some one because those are right next to the two. If we looked at it, the Enneagram on a map and we'd say, oh yeah, I'm a two, I'm between one and three. So yeah, that makes sense. But there's also every type has something called arrows, special relationships that they have with some of the other types. So you don't have to do all that today with us, but just keep in mind that as Emily said, you can go to my podcast or my website to get in depth if you want that. But for today, just try to take the pieces from your type and the other types that would fit best and at least take one thing so that you can move forward with it. Because I think that uh, learning about your special gift goes so far in business. Um, Mm -hmm. So shall we talk about one? Yes. Okay. So type one's a special leadership role you have is as Emily alluded to earlier with Jen, her one coach is you are a doer and you get things accomplished and you have a capacity that most people don't for that. Most people cannot work as hard as you. Now, what holds one's back is that they resent the fact that that they feel like they're working harder than everybody else. And it can be very judgmental and it loses all the beautiful momentum and relationship building that you already have in this great capacity for love and fairness. So watch for that in your business that you are not allowing resentment to lead. That is huge. So especially if maybe at work, you're killing it out there, but then you come home and you're allowing resentment to lead because that's stealing from you, your rest and your balance that you could be getting so that tomorrow you could come into work fresh, um, or your home office. So just make sure you're looking at that. If you're a one and briefly ones other than being doers are known as perfectionists and improvers. They're very detail oriented. Um, maybe this is you, if you're thinking, Oh yeah, I've been called that, or I love cleaning, or I love ordering things. This is a cool gift and you can do any job really well. Cause you have lots of different capacities, but just remember what I said about resentment. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. I have a very strong one mm-hmm. for myself, like as a seven under stress, I go yeah. into a one space mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah. it's just very fun. Like that, we just had a session with Jen earlier today on the day that we're recording this. And of course she was like, um, 
I know the feeling well, and it seems like you're really experiencing a lot of resentment. <laughs> I'm like, what? I guess I am. Okay. Yeah, that's totally true. Am I aware of it? No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I but love yes. how you're sharing that. So sevens listening, know this, you have a lot of one capacity. Like if you're ever wondering, yes, you do, even though you're fun. So I love that you're learning that. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. So let's do a cut. Let's do some heart types. Now twos, threes, and fours are the heart types. And that just means that, uh, if you're a person who feels things really, uh, first instead of thinks things or, uh, kind of gut experience, if you're just like, Oh, I can feel what everyone's feeling in the room. You're probably a two, three, or four. And also if you have such a huge compassion and capacity for relationships that, uh, you've maybe even been called codependent before. Um, I'm going to distinguish between them, but twos are people who do great leadership in terms of wanting to connect relationally. I have several two therapists on my team and they make great coaches and therapists because they have such a great ability to give. Um, and so if you're a female uh, leader in this two space, you are such a giver, but sometimes you give so much without taking the self-care. And so some of the resentment that we talked about with one can creep in, but even more pride can creep in like this sense of like, I'm God's right hand and I'm needed here. And, um, everybody better give back to me because I gave them. And so now I need it back and I'm going to manipulate to get it back. So you could do that with coaching clients or other forms of leadership where you're twisting the arm of people in a seductive way or a flattering way, or with your marriage or your relationship with your partner. So watch for that because once again, I think what's most fascinating to me is um, we think these things are helping us and they're actually hurting our businesses so much. Instead, just ask for your needs directly and set boundaries. Now, if you're a three, you're somebody who, like I said, has that heart ability, but threes are more achievement, achievement based and also uh, performance based, but they don't spend as much time um, in the gushy, feely stuff as twos overtly. They still have huge hearts. They're huge romantics, but they are bigger with like, let's go big or go home. Let's wear name brands. Let's uh, look bougie. Let's experience the fine things in life, finer things club of the office. Like they're just having mm -hmm. fun, but they're also killing it at work. And so they move a little too fast and something a three might, um, you know, really need to focus in on is you can only go this fast for so long. And I know you want to make it the long haul. I know you love work actually, but make sure that you force yourself to rest and go into your feelings and explore because you don't realize that you can self-deceive and deceive your partner in order to try to rob Peter to pay Paul. So you have to really look at, at your stuff, even if it's literally five minutes a day of saying, I'm going to process feelings. I'm going to be more honest with my partner. Um, these are the things. So they're just like I said with two, there's a humbling process to this. It's not vanity anymore. It's saying, look, everybody has capacity. I'm grateful for my gifts, but I'm going to be honest. I need a rest and I need to be loved for who I am and not what I do. 
And then the last of the heart types is type four and fours have such depths and need to take life a little slower. So you might be a four if you're somebody who's like, my leadership is all about artistry and crafting and um, taking my time and imagining and just making beauty in the world and having these compassionate spaces to dwell on. But what they don't often realize that's stopping them is they can get very into uh, comparison and ranking themselves among others and scrolling endlessly without purpose um, and just lacking doing. And so it's important that the four understand that this space of envy is really blocking the artistry, the work and getting into doing and just making sure you're routined. Even if you need to pull in community for this, like, okay, every week I go to the gym at this time and I've already paid for my dance class or membership so that I know I'm going. And then I don't go home. I go to the coffee shop where I work and, uh, and set in rhythms so that you don't just find yourself dwelling back in melancholy. And that's mm. just such an important space. Cause we need you guys. Like we need all these beautiful heart types to share. Um, you have such glorious gifts, but you just can't get caught up in these vices. So mm-hmm. any thoughts or questions about the heart types? Mm. I just wanted to share. Um, so Jeff is a nine, but he goes to a three, right? Under yep. is it growth or stress? Growth. I can't remember. Growth. But they okay. can go either way. Yeah, yeah. So he <laughs> he's in that mode right now with like a lot of work responsibilities. And he one time he said to me, "He's so funny. He's also like really funny." But he one time said to me. Like when we first started dating, he was like, you know, I'm a little bougier than I might seem. When you said that about a three, I was like, oh my gosh, he must have been having a moment. (laughs) Being in his achiever self and being like, I'm aware of that without the, the, you know, Enneagram language around it. But he, he, he knows that about himself, that he is a little bougie, which is so funny. And honestly, there's three types that are like that. And it's the three, six, nine, and it is just cookie cutter. It's so fun though. I love that whole group. They're hilarious. They're witty. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he knows that about himself. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> let's talk about the thinking type. So now we enter the terrain of us, the five, six, and seven. And of course, as we already said, everyone listening knows this, that you have the capacity for all the types, but those who focus in these thinking spaces are head types, the five, six, and sevens. And so if you're somebody who's an analyzer in your business, and you're always thinking of so many things, and it's just the thoughts never stop. We talk about it on the, our podcast, like Lorelai Gill ask. Um, there are so mm-hmm. many thoughts. Like I was the other day with my daughters in the parking lot and I was like, I was having this thought and then this thought, <laughs> and it was all just <laughs> like Panera bread in the road. <laughs> and they were like, yeah. how is it even possible to have had all those conversations <laughs> between this, like one, like, you know, just a hundred feet. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, no, there was actually more thoughts than that. <laughs> right. Those are just the ones I was able to tell you in this moment. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So if you're listening and nodding and laughing with us, you know, this is you, uh, but you know that if you're a five, you're more thinking of scarcity. Like there's not going to be enough. And that's why I plan so much. And maybe you don't talk as much too in this five space because you're always thinking and you're pulling back and observing and learning and researching all the time. And of course, 
we know that can make a killer business and it can make you really gifted at the kinds of websites and, uh, you know, like laid back sorts of jobs that, uh, are just going to take a lot of hours to pull together, like a great funnel system, maybe for your email. And, and you can really bring an in income because you're so able to focus on like chess moves long-term and do all this strategizing. Um, but in your business, sometimes you might withhold even more information than you need to, because you're not giving enough because you're in that scarcity mentality. So I would say, use both of those things. Make sure that you do what you do so well, like all these types, keep doing it, but take some time to step into your business more, to show your face more, to maybe your voice gets out there more, or you do more blogs and know that you'll never have all the information, but you have a lot. And uh, as a thinker, you have a lot more than a lot of people. So keep working on refining your messages, but challenge yourself to get out there each day. Um, now, if you're a six, then you are troubleshooting a lot also like the fives and the sevens, and you're thinking a lot, uh, but your thinking is inhibited. And instead of needing to get doing like the five, you really need to start thinking outside of just worries because you're so good at planning for what if this goes wrong and what if that goes wrong? And that's the cool gift of the six. Um, plus they're really loyal. And so with customers, they just give an extra mile and care so deeply. But I also want to just remind you that it's really important that you, uh, that you take care of yourself in the fun ways that you don't just work and worry all the time, that you take care of your business in the ways that are a little bit more of a healthy risk where you step in and just do instead of always planning for what could happen or what could go wrong, but just take the risk. Everything in life, including the day and moment you were born from then to now is a risk. So be mm -hmm. in it. You're a good planner. Trust yourself a bit more so that you can be like, I am a good planner. I'm stepping into my life. And also I'm not going to ask somebody else on every step. What do I do? Because at the end of the day, all the rest of us can only give our best pieces to you, but you have to take some leadership too. So in your, even in your relationship, bring in some more leadership to, of yourself and try not to bring in all the control of like, oh my gosh, I have to troubleshoot or I have to control you as my partner, but just like, you know what? I'm just going to let it be just a little bit more namaste and uh, embrace, <laughs> embrace that inner nine that we haven't talked about yet, but you have alluded to with Jeff. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. You're so fantastic. It's wild to see. Like I sprung this topic on you as a side note, before we go into seven, like I sprung this topic on you when you jumped on here to record and like the level of expertise watching you like say all of this and go through all of these things is insanely wild <laughs> I just want people to know that because they can't see what's happening like she did not prepare she is not reading notes like this is just like in her brain it's so amazing to watch it's awesome <laughs> oh my god hilarious I love it I'm just eating that up thank you <laughs> Oh my gosh. My kids will be like, she ate mom. She, you ate up there. 
<laughs> that's everything right now for them with their uh, phrasing. So we're having so much fun oh with that. Um, it rubs off. Okay. So let's talk about our type seven. <laughs> yes. We love to be in the social. No, um, we love to be youthful, fun, we have a sparkling personality when we're at our best. Of course, I have to say that because we're talking about sevens and there might be some seven listeners not to brag at all. Probably um, a lot because oh. like all of my mastermind <laughs> clients this year, I think except maybe one are sevens, which oh is a God. bizarre situation. <laughs> oh, that's so but much I, fun. I tend to attract more. Oh, it's been fun. We're planning a, we're planning a retreat that's part of the mastermind. So we're going to Portugal in a couple of weeks, but I will tell you like dealing with these sevens, planning a retreat is so funny. Cause I'm like, I'm that way too. Like they're like, Oh yeah, we haven't booked our flights yet. I don't know. Like we'll figure it out. We'll get there. Whatever. Like it's so funny. That you just, <laughs> yes, you just nailed it for like what we do, whereas we are planners, but it's a very sideways of planning things. Like I said, like we're systemic planners. So we mm-hmm. are strategizing like that five and six, but we are contingency managing, like it should be okay. And if we thought the flights would actually be booked or something, we would get on it. But when we know there's a little bit of leeway, uh, we'll take it in the areas we need to, to make sure we're showing up huge and big and full with our joy in the other spaces, because like the other planning types, we have to manage for our energy. We know we can't maintain all day at these high levels. And so what is so good for a seven in business is show up big with rest, wherever you need to bring your full self. Like people not only love it, expect it, but I think need it. I think the world needs your joy and your sparkle. And yes, I do realize some people will be jealous or judgy, but don't let that stop you. This is your gift. So go with it. This is going to sound ridiculous, but this is making me and my staff and my family laugh. My new <laughs> phrase this is the worst. I go through these little phrases. My new one is this, Get ready for it. Whole hog. <laughs> Just go whole hog. Perfect. I hope this Perfect. doesn't last a while or that it doesn't rub off on you guys. <laughs> Just go for it and have fun with it. And then also um, come back for lots of rest and time in that five space, which you heard me say is like the observer to see what went wrong so that you can learn and not just keep going, going, going and never stopping. Like so many of us sevens do when you just burn yourself out. And now I rarely do that anymore because I know uh, I need a rest. And so today I already set a nine minute nap and it was just like chilling. I don't even think I slept. It was just like yeah. chilling for nine minutes so that I could, uh, you know, have my whole day to be proficient. Um, and so just find your little rhythms and know that your business needs you to do that. And they may not know that you need to do that, but you need to have rest time. So I love hearing that you're going to Portugal because I'm sure you're going to have fun planning and getting inspired, but you're probably also going to do something fun and restful. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a good so, balance of those things. <laughs> for sure. Exactly. Like we went for, um, a relief, like for me, restful on Sunday was mother's day and we went for a no doors Jeep ride. And that was so mm. much fun. And I'm like, this is just a great 
Mother's Day, but this is my rest. So your rest might even be active, but when it needs to be literally eyes closed, do it. Okay. So we have two more types to talk through the eight and the nine. And remember when I talked about ones being that perfectionistic type, who's really good at right and wrong and improving. Well, eights and nines meet them in what's called the body types or the gut types. And uh, they think of things very instinctually. So even though they're not classic thinkers, they experience the world in this five senses oriented way. All those three types, eights, nines, and ones. And they all feel very right versus, uh, you know, how I said, some of us are just thinking and analyzing safety and others of us are looking at heart and whether we're loved. But this group is all about justice and rightness. And so they also bring in desires for comfort because they're like, I want to be right and good and I want to rest. But more important than anything to me is that I take care of the world. And almost if you could picture a mountain, this group likes to sit at the top of the mountain and sort of look down to judge. Um, and that can be good and bad because A, they're very good at it. So if they actually get a job in a uh, maybe your business is that you get to be a negotiator or a mediator of some sort, that's amazing. And you could really capitalize on your ability to know quickly, instinctually, most of the time what's right or wrong. So if you're an eight, for instance, uh, you're a challenger, a protector, and you have those gifts on top of this gift of right and wrong. Um, and so I think that you need to bring that into your people and protect whoever your clients are and stand up for the underdogs and use your strength and power. And that whole like body types have a lot of strength, as I mentioned with that one, like the superhero strength. So bring it in to the fullness. But again, like I said, just now to the type seven next to you, eight, I want to remind you, Rest is very key and um, researching so that you don't overwhelm your people. And so you don't show up quite as big and menacing because sometimes you can get lost in a bit of vengeance, like not just saying like, I'm a good judge of right and wrong, but playing God to the point of like, I need to be the punisher. I need to be the Avenger. Um, so you have to make sure that you relax, that you come back to this virtue of innocence to just take some deep breaths and rest and have fun and get playful. Maybe you have some nieces or nephews or kids to just come back to, uh, but make sure you're taking date nights with your spouse and just not talking about business for a while. Um, also make sure you come in for listening because that's very key for eights is to really listen to the hearts of their people. And then and lastly, for you eights, just remember most people don't have your energy. So when you're feeling missed and like people don't get you, get an extra workout or uh, learn to research, but don't blame everybody for not having the same capacity. Instead, celebrate. Wow, I'm so grateful. I do. Um, mm -hmm. And then our last but not least are nines. And you mentioned Jeff is a nine and nine. If you looked at the map of the Enneagram sits at the very top. And the cool thing about this perspective is they get to truly not just at the top of the mountain, but like center top where they get to see everybody from a very easy space of uh, mediation of like, oh, I can absolutely see from here, this bird's eye view, what everybody's dealing with. Uh, and I just had a session with a nine male today and he's like, I always am empathize with everybody's position. This is what I do. But sometimes in business, it can be hard for nines because not everyone does that. And not everyone hears this good voice. And so they have to work harder to keep being heard. But I want to encourage you nines, you have the capacity and the power, just as I mentioned to these super types eight and one, but it's a potential energy. So you have to allow some liftoff and how nines typically get that liftoff is they invite a physicality into their day to release this 
anger and justice that feels hard. It feels unprocessed, undigested. So to be able to say on a daily level, I get my body work in, whether it be massage or fitness of some sort, even cardio fitness, which is sort of antithetical to a lot of nights who prefer walking, but even like a cardio walk for a few minutes or a Taylor Swift strut, make sure you add that in so you can have this capacity seen. And once you do, oh my gosh, your business will skyrocket and you will have so much more influence than you ever thought. And as you hinted earlier, the three capacity comes out in fullness and nines, threes, and sixes all have this capacity at that three space, which we went back. That was the middle heart type we talked about um, where we are bougie, where we are excelling, where we are performing and Mm -hmm. achieving at very high level. So just remember nines that you have this excellent capacity plus the greatest gift of love. So we're just so expectant for you to kill it out there. And last but not least to go into your rest, because we know you also love to come back to your precious turtle shell at the end of the day, decompress, go back to comfy and cozy and just chillax with your love. So that's all Mm -hmm. the times. I love it. Oh my gosh. That was so amazing and so valuable. Thank you for that. Thank you. I can't Yeah, I can't wait for everybody to hear that and just figure out what their type is. If they want to, if if they're like totally new to Enneagram, what do you recommend they do to, to like pinpoint their type? Do you prefer they just go to your website? Is there somewhere that they can figure out what their primary type is? You know, I have a page at my website. If you're impatient, like I can be, I have a page. How do we find our types? And I go through like, what makes you feel safe? What makes you feel heard? How do you feel loved? Or you can go to truity.com, T-R-U-I-T-Y.com. And they actually sell my glow guides there on the side, but their test is good. Yes. I Um, know that. Yes. They have a lot of my blogs up there. Um, but what I was going to tell you guys is they have a free test with a pie chart. And so you can see all the nine types as you take that test and then make sure you screenshot it. So you always have the capacities of each of the types for yourself. Um, and I would take it a couple times if you don't think it's a good fit the first time. Um, because of course we know ourselves better than a test and since everyone here is a female, when I'm hormonal, I will test differently actually. Mm. Um, so I really just want people to know that, like, make sure you're comfortable with the type you find and you want to know, like it's got my gifts, but like we said at the beginning with me and Wes, it also kind of tells on me for my worst traits. Um, so they mm-hmm. give you a description of each type and I do all that at my website also at enneagramandmarriage.com. Amazing. Thank you so much. And thank you everybody for tuning in. I hope you loved this episode so, so much. And I hope that you go follow Krista at Enneagram and Marriage. Is your Instagram at Enneagram A-N-D Marriage? Yep. Okay. Yes. We'll link everything up in the show notes for you guys, but um, thank you again. This was so fun. I can't wait for your book to come out and all the amazing things. And I can't wait to keep hearing and tuning into the podcast. Um, Everybody go subscribe to her podcast as well. It's such an amazing wealth of knowledge. Oh my gosh, Emily, you are amazing. And you are such a gifted host and an amazing listener. So thank you for this awesome opportunity. Have so much fun with your team in Portugal. Thank you. Thank you everybody for tuning in. And thank you so much, Krista, again, for joining me on this episode. Keep your mind wide open, keep your soul alive, you've got all the answers.
nobody's business Like nobody's business Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Like Nobody's Business. So, what did you think? I hope you found this episode absolutely enlivening. If you loved it, I'd be so, so grateful if you'd help me spread the word by sharing this episode with a friend or a loved one you know would feel supported and encouraged by this too. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you won't miss an episode. It's also infinitely helpful to me and to my team if you take a moment to rate and review the podcast so that other trailblazers like you can find this resource, know it exists, and step out of struggle and into more ease. Thanks so much for sharing your time with me today and for taking this space to receive nourishment for your greatest vision. And in case no one told you this today, you are wildly brilliant, beautifully wise, and radically trustworthy. Keep shining your light so that all of those who need what you're here to share with our world can see, feel, and experience your unique medicine. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and I'll talk to you soon. Like nobody's business.